today is Friday, April the 30th, and you're listening to the Grains Matter Chatter podcast presented by Northcore Grains. I'm your host, Dolores Foster. I'm joined today by my co-host, Mr. Jeffrey Guy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everybody. And we have a very special guest uh, today joining us, Paul Hermans, area agronomist with Pioneer. Hi, Paul. How are you? Hi, Bill. Good, Dolores and Jeff. I'm happy to be on here. Look forward to the show. Not just a special guest, an extra special guest. Maybe probably even more extra special than that previous Pioneer agronomist we used to have on. <laughs> oh, they're all good, Jeff, right? Oh, yeah, they're all good. They're all good. <laughs> so, Paul, it's uh, it's going. It's it, we've started this year, and it's been pretty exciting. I like with market prices and everything. But we we thought we'd have a chat with you today about what you're seeing out there, what soil conditions are like, how it's different than last year. What, like, what are your overall general thoughts so far? Well, I think overall, Dolores, we're off to a great start this year. You look at the spring, man, April it was quite the month. And uh, corn-wise in the area I cover, so I cover kind of Trenton to the Quebec border as an agronomist, I would say we have about 20% of our corn in the ground to date and about 5% of our soybeans overall on average, right? So I think we're, we're doing really good um, from that standpoint. And you look at our winter wheat in the area, I've never seen wheat look so good for, for Eastern Ontario. And Me neither. <laughs> Me neither. And I, I actually want to just do a quick shout out. I, I'm not sure if they listen or not, but um, Van and Pat McCordick, I drive past their, their winter wheat field every day, and every day I'm like, wow, that's a nice looking field. <laughs> so no, <exactly>. there's, yeah. <laughs> and and you, you talked earlier about soil conditions and stuff, and most, we did a bunch of plots this week, which, which was great, and excited about that, and most growers would say, hey, the soil conditions that we've had, I've never seen it so good this year. And if I, I look back, um, we got a lot of weather stations out in the countryside, and I looked at the first two weeks of April. We only had about 10 to 20 mils of rain across the area. I think we didn't have those really heavy pounding rains, a lot of rain, so the soil conditions were really good. If I looked over the winter, we didn't get those ice layers. We had lots of what I would call fluffy snow, and it kind of melted easily away. So that just, I think, set us up for some really good soil conditions. But then there's today, people might be listening and say, hey, it's raining out. Yeah. What am I going to do about that? So it's ever, as you guys know, it's eggs in industry, industry is interesting. It's always changing with Mother Nature, but that it is what it is. So, Paul, I, I guess I'm wondering, like last year, a lot of guys got in really early and a lot of guys had to maybe replant a little bit of stuff. Do you think there would be more planted by, by this date now with, with the spring we're having? Um, if that didn't happen last year? Like, have you seen any hesitation to start going? And, and, and exactly, Doris, we, we've had some guys, I think they, they learned their lesson, if you want to say that, last year, or they're a little bit more cautious with that, you know, four or five days in May that we had that cold weather that in some cases really affected um, plant stands, reduced the population. Now, with that being said, if you looked at this year, so this past week here, last week of April, we really didn't have those cold temperature evening so the the moisture that the corn took up was in dry conditions the rains we're getting right now are warm rains mm-hmm. so it's a totally different situation i think than we were last year but guys are more cautious they're they're looking at planting um hybrids that have a better stress emergence score for early planting um they're looking at if, if they're going to go out maybe putting the population up a few more thousand really watching that planting depth so i think we've learned from last year it's just uh 
hopefully we'll have the, the lessons figured out and have um, set up for a good yield um, this year. You know, one of the things you've said, Paul, is uh, soil conditions. Soil was working up really nice. But I remember that last year in April also. Soil worked up like a garden last year. It just seemed like we, we couldn't, could not be in the field last year. So we went ahead and worked for some, didn't work so well for others. But, you know, it also makes me think, you said 5% of the soybeans are in? Uh, the calendar's still in April. So we're, we're planting that many soybeans in April now? And, and I guess planting beans, and it's kind of funny, Jeff, we're kind of preaching uh, across Pioneer, across most seed companies that would say that uh, plant beans earlier. We're always worried about when they get into the ground, you know, the cotyledons, they're, they're turgid little um, leaves basically that, that, can, that can take a cold, I think, a lot more than we thought. And if I want to try and increase my yields, I've got to plant my beans earlier. I need to have a biggest factory as I can potentially have when the day length starts to shorten, you know, the end of June, 1st of July. So we're pushing that. We saw in our local research data here in eastern Ontario, you know, a three to five bushel response planting two weeks earlier. So I've got no problem with it. I think if the ground's fit for corn, I'd be planting beans at the same time. And uh, just, you know, there's, we've got good seed treatments. We've got different varieties than we had 10, 15 years ago that could take stress more. You kind of put that all together. And then you look at the great grain prices that we got, you know, you guys, growers have to try and get as much as they can to capitalize on that. So I have a, maybe, a, seems maybe a silly question, I don't know. So between corn and soybeans, which plant, if we were to pl plant it some this week, say we could plant tomorrow when we were planting, we get a frost May 20th or 25th. I think 26th is the full moon this, this month or next month. Which plant is going to be more susceptible Heard it more with the frost, corn or soybeans. So any agronomist is going to tell you what, Jeff. They both are. <laughs> right? And so, you know, I'm not trying to be funny here, but it, it depends on how far along the corn is out of the ground. And the same thing with, with soybeans. It depends on that temperature, how long it's going to last. Like if we get minus one for like 15 minutes, I'm not worried as much as if it's minus three for six hours. Um, from corn, if it's, you know, two, three leaf stage, the growing point's still below the ground, the top leaves will burn off and that plant still keeps going. So that's why I kind of say depends, Jeff. And there's, in agriculture, there's no real 100% all the time correct answer, right? It's kind of a gray zone. So yeah. that would be my, my kind of thoughts if I was talking to anyone about that going forward. But so, I still think we've got a lot more to gain than, than the risk of, of making sure, you know, conditions are, are right, plant early. Oh, you, you were starting to sound like a politician, but you made a decision there at the end. Thank you. So plant, plant early, and nobody said plant often. Just plant early. So Just plant early. But I think, honestly, though, we're, you know, we're in this rain pattern right now, and guys, the calendar's going to flip here, right, May 1st, and it gets to be a, a six-inch psychological issue that's going on between your ears, and once that calendar flips, guys are going, oh, my God, i got to get the crop in. The worst thing we can do next week is if the conditions aren't fit, don't mud it in, don't make a mess job. Because yeah, I might give up a few bushels of corn or beans by planting later, but you got a lot more to risk if you don't have an even emergence for corn across the field as an example. So mm -hmm. just things I think guys have to look at when we start getting going here again, hopefully next week. So is there anything, uh, is there anything new you're seeing out there 
Paul? Like any any new trials or any anything new going on this spring? Yeah, we're doing we're doing lots of new stuff, and and you know what? Just with with any customer grower, I'd say always try something new. You got to try and expand. So um, we're doing a, some work with uh, corn rootworm monitoring traps. We're seeing some issues where um, corn after you know planted in the soybeans, we're getting some corn rootworm damage. So we're trying to track that. That's a neat uh, a study. We're doing our, our population trials by fungicide and corn this year again. And then a new one that, that just came out is Nutrition uh, N. It's a new biological that you can apply on either corn, beans, wheat. It basically colonizes into the plant and then helps to, to fix nitrogen. So we're going to do some neat work on that this year with customers to see where the value is there and then provide that data this, this fall. So lots of new stuff and then, you know, new, new hybrids, new soybean varieties. Always testing them out and, and kind of go from there. So I have a little question, Paul. Uh, going forward, say it does get dry. What's going to be more important, uh, soil conditions or temperature of the soil? If we do, we worry about the temperature for planting, or do we just go I, ahead? I, I say if conditions are fit, especially once we flip the calendar here, we just we just got to start going. If, if conditions are fit, go ahead. But then if we get into dry condition, we really got to watch those planting depths and. And, uh, you know, I, I'm a firm believer for corn, as an example, we got to be in that two inch. If we got to chase down to two and a half, two and three quarters to find moisture, if it's not going to be raining the forecast, that's where we got to go to make sure we get our, our stands up and get going. Mm -hmm. Same thing with beans, too. Like, I'm not saying beans don't go two and a half, three inches. That's, beans are a little bit different beast, but if we got to go another, you know, half inch lower than we normally are to get the moisture, that's where we got to get to to get those stands up and get, get them going going forward. Because last year with our customer day, we did uh, provide all our customers who did contracts a soil temperature uh, probe. So we like to see them put them to use and see what the soil temperature is going to be when they're planting. So any ideal or kind of minimums temperatures for corn so, or soybeans? So, so you kind of look at corn and soybeans, they're, they're a base 10 crop. When we talk about a base 10, that's on, the, on uh, 10 degrees Celsius, right? 50 degrees Fahrenheit. So ideally, we like to see at least 50 degrees Fahrenheit or above to get going. And, and I don't have exact numbers, but you got, you know, you go 50, 70, 80 degrees Fahrenheit. So you're talking, you know, 10, 15, 20 degrees Celsius. You get a different, a definite difference in emergence time and everything else for, for, the, for the corn and soybeans um, going forward. But a lot of it also depends, I think, on the size of the operation. If you've got 200 acres, the corn to plant, you know, you can do it a couple of days. That's one thing. But if you're two or three or four thousand acres, and you got to start sometime, and you start, you have to get going, right? So you kind of look at at where the temperatures are, where we're at the calendar date, what the conditions are, and kind of go from there. But ideally, at the end, Jeff, I'm I'm soil conditions if they're fit, we we got to go and and kind of throw the thermometer out here once once we get into the May time frame. Yeah. Well, I don't know about you, Jeff, but uh, yeah. That that all sounds really like good information. And do you have anything else, Paul, that you wanted to talk about? Or no, that's kind of it. I, I think again, you know, with with good commodity prices, we got to manage your crop. Don't give up on it. Um, you know, scouting I think is going to be a critical thing. You should at least hope to get out three, four times a year, different times, looking at the fields, um, take a look at nitrogen programs. You know, fungicide especially for, for corn and beans. We're, we're in a white mold area, as we know, right? Eastern Ontario, so let's keep an eye on that. Mm -hmm. if, if the grass is green in July, July 1st is probably a good indication that we might have white mold for soybeans. So do that, manage it, and, and get as much in 
much brought to you guys at North Gore Grains, right? And, yeah. And, and kind of drive on. Well, I'm sure, Paul, we thank you for your time today. The information will, uh, I know we'll be having you back for customer day, be in our uh, CCA panel. By the way. Then, yeah. We'll be involved in that. And uh, I'm sure some other time in the season we can get John to give us a little update also. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, that would be great. We'd appreciate it. Yeah, if you want, at the end of the year, we can go through some of these summaries and some of the neat trials we're doing and kind of help your customer base out too and uh, go from there. Sounds great. Thanks so much, Paul. Thanks for now, Paul. Stay in touch. Thanks, guys. So, Jeffrey, do you have a, a market update for us here? The markets were a little bit down this week, but what ended up happening? A little down, a little up. Uh, spring wheat was kind of the star. It was up across the board. Uh, corn was a little... Corn actually was a little up for the week. Uh, no, it was down for 2022. So there was a lot of volatility this week. Volatility was the, the word for the week. Big daily fluctuations in prices. Uh, you know, I'd be writing that morning blog at 6.30, 7 o'clock. I check prices at 8.30, 9 o'clock in the morning. There would be a 5 to a $10 difference the one day. It was just like, wow, what happened? So what's causing the volatility? Volatility, uh, it seemed like... So, so managed money actually helps to expand the volatility, but in causing the volatility, we have to really look at where the markets are at. Mm -hmm. So we are in weather markets in corn, spring wheat, winter wheat, uh, soybeans, a bit of a weather market in both South America and North America. So South America, the, the corn's growing in Brazil and how things are going in Argentina and they're Corn and soybean harvest has started in Argentina, mm -hmm. but then the planting in the U.S. for corn and now some into soybeans and winter wheat. It's the cold weather for the growing conditions of the winter wheat, which growing, their good to excellent rating really went down on winter wheat this week. And the growing or planting conditions for spring wheat, which is spring wheat again is in a true weather one. It's drought in the Dakotas, in the Canadian prairies is helping spring wheat prices. So you're telling me just weather. <laughs> weather and then uh, the managed money. Oh, so weather has actually helped to bring out our latest rallies. Managed money where they just, they invest in there. They see the market going up. They invest, invest, invest. They help push the market up. But then something happens and maybe they want to lock in a profit. So they liquidate some of their position and it helps to pull the price down. Or something happens and so the weather, oh, it looks like a little bit of rain's coming in a drought area. Oh, we better get out. So in case uh, too much production comes and to push your price down. So managed money really can swing the market fast. And this week, like we had a couple days there, the soybean market was changed uh, 60 cents from the low to the high. Corn was around the 40 cents for low to the high in a day. Uh, like that's just big fluctuations. Yesterday mm -hmm. we were down to about 20 and 30 cents and it seemed like a quiet day. <laughs> Normally that would be a big day. Yes, it would A big be. change in the market. So... It uh, it made me nervous this week, actually. When I woke up the one morning and all the, the board was red, prices were down, I was like, oh, is this going to be the start of the sell-off? Have prices got too high now and it's, it's the start of the bleeding, bringing things down? But the fundamentals in the market brought it back. You know, it's weather, it's demand, China, Chinese demand. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, we also had a very unique situation this week for the, the nearby markets and corn and soybeans. 
So the nearby there traded on May on the Chicago market. And especially in the corn side, it was uh, the spread of May to July became a historic large number. It really increased this week, and that's that's supposed to be a sign that in the nearby the the commercials, which are the users, yep, need to purchase, need to purchase supplies. So they're saying to sell it right away instead of holding on to it. They're saying we need to buy right now, and we'll push the nearby price up. And it's just, we had to go back in the market seven, eight years to see anything like this. Yep. And this was more to the extreme. So it's going to be interesting as May falls off the board next week. Like we've changed our pricing now to July over the July. Yep. But as May falls off the CBOT over the next week, really what happens to that price? So it's a very, very unique situation this week. It'd be... Uh, for those in-depth traders out there, it's something they've probably seen, but uh, it's going forward. We just have to keep our eyes on it and uh, don't get caught up looking for that home run. You know, we talk about there's still great prices. There's not a lot of change in prices this week. Uh, there's still great prices out there. It was looking like on Tuesday, Wednesday morning that we were going to be looking for at a lot lower prices. So they're still good. Get in the market, people. That's... Uh, Let's see what happens. Get your crops planted. We'll see how crop planting progress goes in the States. Mm -hmm. And prices will reflect that going forward. Sounds good, Jeff. So not much else else to say this week. It was a volatile week. It was a, a weird week to watch the markets. And hopefully we'll go back to some of that steady up going forward. <laughs> that would be nice. Well, I hope everyone has a good weekend. Um, a little bit of rest here with the rain. Get ready to go again, probably, hopefully next week. We'll see what the rain, rains do. Yeah, I remember what Paul Herman said earlier here on the uh, podcast. It's uh, when things get uh, soil conditions, you say it's time to go, get her done. So, <laughs> have All a great right. week. Bye for now.